You're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. And today we have a guest, a very special guest. So she's a fellow Black Bravo girl who has her finger on the pulse of all things Bravo. She's an actress, news personality, and she's a host of IGTV's Bravo Breakdown. And maybe a singer. I don't know if you sing your intro, but if you do, you're a singer too. <laughs> Welcome to the pod, Sasha. Thank you so Ooh. much. Thank you for having me. That is me on my intro, girl. <laughs> so singer, yes, I meant it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I appreciate that. Um, yes, I'm so excited. I was so excited when you guys DM'd me because I'm always excited to hear about a Black Bravo page. Because you know there's only a handful of us. So I'm, I love it. Yeah, totally. Like I listen to Moni and I like and I listen to a few other people. So I'm like kind of hip to like who's in the sphere or whatever. But you came on Bitch Sesh and I was like, hold up. Who is this woman? I'm not I'm not aware of this woman. I got to find out all the details. <laughs> so that that that's what led us to you, too. Oh, that's awesome. You know, Bitch Sesh was like so exciting because I've been listening to Bitch Sesh for years, like a lot of us have. So when of she, when, when Casey DM'd me, I was like, I literally spit out my water. I, I was like, what? <laughs> I, I thought it was a fake page because I was like, because, you know, they don't, the bitch said they don't have a an Instagram page. Right. So I'm like, Casey Wilson, is this the Casey Wilson? And then since being on Bitch Sesh, I've gotten so many people like you guys that are just like, oh, I never heard of you, but I heard you on Bitch Sesh. So I was like super excited to be able to like reach so many more people and that wouldn't normally have been able to find me through Bitch Sesh. Yeah, no, that's so cool. And then we also, of course, have to introduce you zodiacally. I guess that's the way I'll say it. (laughs) (laughs) It's the word today. It's the word today. And she's an Aries rising, Cap Sun, and Gemini Moon. And I research a few housewives that have some similar stuff now. The rising is kind of specific to birth time. So we'll leave that off the table. But for today, Cap Suns, you're a Dolores from, you know, Roan. Yes. You're a Cameron from Dallas. Okay. You're a Sheree from Atlanta. Yes. yes. <laughs> you're a Kyle and Yolanda from BH. Oh. Kyle? <laughs> really? Don't really? be set, don't be upset yet. And you're a Heather Dubrow from OC. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, that's your son. And then your moon. Wait, what about ju- what about Roni? From Roni, you're no one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But here you go. On Gemini Moon, you're a Jill Zarin and a Jules Weinstein from Roni. Okay. <laughs> you're a- <laughs> like you- uh, you're a Shamari from Atlanta. Okay. This is get crazy. It, it gets a little crazier. You're Leanne Locken from Dallas. What? Okay. See, now I'm done. Now I'm but done. But wait, wait, maybe I'll save you. You're a Robin from Potomac. Okay. Okay. I'm down with that. I'm down with and, that. And then it takes a turn because you're also a Kelly Dodd and a Tammy Knickerbocker. From okay. I, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm done. I gotta go. Kelly Dodd is, she's fun. Okay. Why? I mean, she's you got, these are fun. some of the worst people. I wouldn't take it Leanne like that. Leanne Lockett. Leanne Lockett. All right, you you did zone in on the worst person, but I don't think I should have left Leanne out. I should have left Leanne out. I can't yeah. stand Tammy. Tammy Knickerbocker. Oh I man, stand. I love that last name though. Wow, Knickerbocker. Oh man, that's rough. That's a rough zodiac analysis. I, but I, you know what? I think you're also Wendy from Potomac. Potomac. Now that's that's a good one. Your moon, I think so. Okay, who is she a Gemini moon? I think so. Oh, okay, okay, that's cool. Mm -hmm. I live Mm -hmm. for Sheree though. 
That's fabulous. Sheree, she loves all <laughs> fabulosity. That's very Capricorn of her to love all fabulosity. Yes. And she the by Sheree. <laughs> <laughs> Say it twice. She by Sheree. Yes, yes. And I love, uh, I feel like the Gemini moon makes you like fun and chatty. So take away the fun and chatty from like the Jill Zarens and the Leans. It's not like the, okay. the horrible parts of them. It's the fun, like sometimes kind of like connector type of person. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, okay, okay. And then okay. what about, what about the like the Jules? She's in there too. With, is she in the same category as Jill? Jules Weinstein? I Unfortunately, we would have to put Jules on there, but I feel like we didn't know Jules. So I would I would have loved to see another season of her. I feel like she was kind of fun in her season, mm -hmm. but it was a it was a little dampened by the darkness of the bulimia and Bethany. Exactly. That's how I'm gonna say the <laughs> right. darkness sort of I, overshadowed her personality. Totally. But I do think she was willing to like chat with the girls. And I think that she was willing to be friends with everyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't think she was like a mean girl. So that's always nice. No, I agree. I agree. Okay, okay, okay. I can I can work with that. Right. So we taking a stride, taking a stride. Yes. All right. So today we're talking Real Housewives of Potomac, season five, episode four, called Celebrations and Strange Explanations. So Sasha, as the guest, you're rating the episode first. What are you giving it? A to F. A to F. Um I would give it I would give it a A minus. A minus. Okay. That's what a good, that's a good grade. And the reason why is because I loved seeing the relationship begin to develop between Wendy and Robin. I love that scene. I always mm, love when I get really? to see. Yes. I felt like they really are going to like, they just seem like they go, go really well together. They both have boys. And I, a lot of my friends that have kids, they say that like when you have kids that are the same age or they can play together, it just like you automatically like, are going to get along. And it was nice to see Robin interact with someone outside of Giselle because Giselle kind of, in my opinion, kind of overshadows Robin and Robin kind of just like takes Giselle's lead. So it was yeah, nice yeah. to see her kind of being her element with her boys. I feel like she, Robin is her, her most herself when she's with her kids. And you never get to see that on her show because she hangs around Giselle the most and Giselle has girls. So it was nice to see. Mm. I really enjoyed seeing that dynamic between the two of them. And then I also really enjoyed seeing Candace, she seemed to be a little bit more humble this episode. It was nice to see, like, she, you know, she wanted, she mm -hmm. attempted to apologize to Giselle and mm -hmm. that got shot down. I liked, I, lo I love the scene with Giselle and her hairstylist. I thought it was nice to see a little bit of vulnerability out of Giselle. I was happy to see somebody tell her that she needs to put the raggedy. I'm breaking down the whole episode. Let me stop. <laughs> these, are the reasons, these, are, these are the reasons why I like the episode because I feel like I got to see a lot of people's like different layers like you never i've never seen giselle cry ever wait okay, so it was the wendy and robin team up the giselle vulnerability and and candace getting to see candace, candace take a little bit of accountability with you know with ashley and with giselle like it was nice to see her at least try to take some accountability got it, got it. And then, of course, Karen and her Beyonce get up is always fun. <laughs> well, she's our queen over here on this show. So. Yes. Yeah, so A minus, a I think. You guys think, is that appropriate? Is that, what do you think? Jay, you're next up. What, what are we talking? I think I'm at a B plus with it. Okay. But I do think it was a great episode. And I do think it was entertaining. Like, I frequently yeah. chuckled. I didn't have any, like, parts where I wanted to skip past. Mm -hmm. That's always a good sign for me, you know? So. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at. 
That's pretty but solid. You know I feel I'm always I'm I can always be convinced to give somebody that A minus. Like you come to my office and you explain to me I really need this A minus for my GPA and I can give that to you. You know that's how I feel about it. Yes. And that's so funny you say that. Me and Jay are B-plus givers. We give B-pluses to everything. And last week, I gave Potomac an A for the hot mic moment alone. Uh So this week, I'm at a B-plus. But when you explain the A-minus, Sasha, you really swayed me there. I almost said A-minus. You really (laughs) moved me. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't prepared for that. Because it wasn't drama-filled. It wasn't like, oh, my God, the shit went down. It wasn't like that. I feel Mm -hmm. like it was an episode to get to show you a little bit more about who these people are and, like, start to build the relationships. And I really like to see new Especially, I love to see Black women like really have like really strong friendships because they always show the villain and they or, they or they show the friendship that are like fake or that are they're, they're using just for some type of storyline to then tear someone else down but it seems like wendy and robin really were getting on they were having their cheap margaritas in the ballpark i thought it was fun <laughs> no totally That's true it was definitely a bridge episode but it wasn't a boring one yeah yeah in, in my opinion okay yeah, they keep it fun over in Potomac. Even they're like, I don't think we're going to dip below a B-plus on this show. Like, this whole Yeah, season. I don't think so. This and I can see why now. some would say that, that it, the episode, like, maybe was a B-minus or, you know, a C even. If mm-hmm. they're looking for where it's, you know, Roni, where it's just like shit popping every scene, going crazy. It wasn't right. like that. It wasn't like, oh, my God, something that, you know, you got to sit down and break it down with your girlfriends. It was just like, for me, I felt like... the. The quality of the quote unquote character development was there for me. Yeah, it's the nuances in this show for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we can just go ahead and hop into the first scene. So we start off with Grace and Giselle in some sort of like dance studio. And her daughter was getting super embarrassed. She's just like, it seems like the daughter may frequent this dance studio, but Giselle may just be there for the scene. Um, and Chucky is the dance instructor. Okay, does anyone have any notes they need to get off their chest right off the top? with this scene no only that grace is clearly in her like teenager phase where she yeah just, she's easily embarrassed she doesn't want anything to do with anybody you know so mm-hmm. it's, it's actually just funny to see that uh-huh that's all that's all that i have to know <laughs> yeah too i was thinking that too because she to me she looks older than 14 but she acts like mm-hmm. she's, she acts 14 right you know? yeah like, she looks like, she, if, she, if she told me she was 17, even 18, I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, if she told me that she were a freshman in college, I would believe her. Yeah, definitely. Okay. But then the way she behaves, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's definitely a 14-year-old. And it was nice to see, like you said, a real, like, because I feel like, uh, who else was like that? Riley was like that, too. Oh, my, oh, my gosh. God. She's right? still like that. She, she just really turned is. 18. <laughs> she, is like that. she really is like that. <laughs> yeah, so she was getting so embarrassed by her mom. But to be fair to Miss Grace, Giselle was doing a lot. She was putting on for the cameras in this scene, for sure. And definitely trying to embarrass her daughter even more, which I love. Totally. She totally was. Yeah, definitely. So, the only other thing is the ladies sit down. It was, like, super weird. So, all the dancers, like, go off, and they sit down in the middle, and then they decide this is the appropriate time to bring up Jamal and, like, the happenings of that <laughs> birth, that birthday event or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> It's like, uh, read the room, Giselle. Wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> She's not even good at reading the room with her own kids. It's ridiculous. Right. You could tell right. her daughter was like, mom, like, even she was even like, this is not appropriate. Why are we having this conversation? It, it was so weird. And then the kids all come back in and they continue to have the conversation. But the conversation gets nowhere. Moral of the story is 
the daughter said what she said. She doesn't love her mother with Jamal. So the next have tried to win Grace over now, and it's not working for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> the restaurant didn't work. This hmm. dance class didn't work. It's not working. It, yeah, it. I feel bad for. It sucks that those girls really, you know, they feel that way because it's like, like, like Giselle said, like ideally you, they would be ecstatic to have their parents back together. But it must now, suck to be put in that position at such a young age. Now, Sasha, I'm curious. We didn't watch any of your Potomac content because we wanted to come in here with a clean slate. Now, where do you land on Jamal? We met him for the first time last episode. How do you feel about him? Um, I think Giselle can do better. Mm. I think that. <laughs> I mean, was Sherman better? No, Sherman was not better. I mean, she, <laughs> she needs to reach way beyond. She's reaching too low. Like I don't know. Like. I, I picture Giselle with like a sexy chocolate, like Morris Chestnut type of dude. You know what I mean? Oh wow! Like I feel okay. like she's she's beautiful. Like she's a bad bitch. Like I feel like she could pull a guy like that. I don't understand. Like she dates these like I, Jamal. I don't like Jamal. I feel like Jamal like likes attention. And like I for the the last breakdown that I did, I put a couple of clips in there from his uh, sermons. <gasps> And like oh. he's he's the type of preacher that I can't stand. Like the very performative. <laughs> oh no! You know, like and I, Jesus, like he's like that. And I'm just like very turned off by just someone that's like getting that rich off of pe- being a. I just I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like Jamal. I haven't seen enough of him to say like, oh, he's a bad person or whatever. I know he's a cheater. And isn't he like people say he's like in the closet or something? Is that a rumor? I mean, but I've heard that he was supposedly Mr. Chocolate, like favorite right. Mr. Chocolate. Right. That's yeah, so not he, good. Just, he just seems sketchy to me. What yeah. do you think? Do you guys like him? No, he's a weird cat. Right? <laughs> he's, he's just a weird guy. And then he just always seems like very unsure of himself also to me. Like his face is always kind of like scrunched and screwed up. I don't, I don't, I can't really read him, mm-hmm. which I take as like a negative. <laughs> right. I totally agree. In his suits, how she was like, oh, I love you. Oh, my gosh. He looks like a clown. Like a fucking clown. (laughs) I believe Cynthia once said that somebody looked like Willy Wonka. And I think that Willy Wonka is Mr. Jamal Bryant. He looked like Willy Wonka in that suit. I could take it. He really did. And I'm just like, aren't you supposed to be charismatic? You're a pastor of a megachurch where you're stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Where's the charisma? Where's the soul? Allegedly. Where's the fun? Allegedly. Where's any of that that takes you to the next level where I would want you to be my pastor? I don't see any of that like holiness and I don't know. Look, I don't it's know. It's because he's not on he's not on the pulpit. I think yeah, no, he hasn't. On the, when he's on the pulpit, he's on fire. Wow. Like he, he's a performer. Don't get me wrong. He's a very talented performer. He just doesn't bring it, I guess, unless he's on stage. He's an actor. Hmm. Oh, oh yeah, okay. definitely. Okay. Definitely. That adds up. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. on to some more fun content. It's our queen, the Grand Dame. And yes. welcome back, Matt, Karen's assistant, who we haven't seen in a little minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And the editors put assistant in quotes. Karen's quote unquote <laughs> assistant. I was like, oh my God, the shade. We haven't seen him since the little um press conference press conference about the tax evasion oh my gosh I was so giddy to see Matt and then in walks this I don't know this performer that's here to do this scene with her for like her invitation now where does everyone land on is this the invitation you expect to receive from Karen would you do this yourself I kind of where is everyone with this 
okay, well, obviously I wouldn't do it myself. Is this a, like a um, invitation I would expect from Karen? Absolutely. But I kind of wish she did more color coordination with the guy. Mm. Like, you see, is that weird? And I'm no. just like, I wish she didn't wear the purple sequence jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I totally, I mean, I, I definitely think it's so Karen. I wouldn't expect anything less of her. Mm-hmm. Where did the chair come from? Now, did she get this from a prop store? Is this in the house? It has a super high back. And so I'm confused as to where it would be in the house if it wasn't for this scene. <laughs> she probably got it, yeah, like, specially delivered or something from some, like, party city or something in Potomac. <laughs> party city. <laughs> Delivering one chair for Grand Dame. Right, right. <laughs> So, I mean, the only other note I really have is that the singing telegram, he sure does have to do a lot of takes. And I was confused if he had read the script prior or was it sprung on him? He wasn't even dressed when he came. It seemed unprepared. He did. He couldn't even, he didn't even say her name right. Karen was like, uh, get the name right. <laughs> yeah, he called her Hubert. <laughs> Hubert. And then he said, Dane, like, no, he said Dane instead of Dom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't seem like he was uh, prepared at all. I don't know where she got him from, but return them um <laughs> okay and then sasha i want you to explain this next scene because this is part of your a minus grading now this is the scene where we see miss wendy and her two sons one of them's name is carter the other's one's name is cruz and then we get to see robin's children another Corey, and this one carter come together to play football and just you know do have a family day um I just love to see like people in like when they're really comfortable and it just seemed like Robin just seemed like it was like, she's such, she seems like a tomboy herself. And like, she it seems like she enjoys being around her boys. So it was just nice to see her be able to have another mom that she could sort of share that time with. And it was so hilarious when, I don't know if that was, I don't think it was Carter. I think it was the other one that came and sat down right between him. And she was like, why are you sitting right here? And he's like, I want to hear too. I'm like that is so me. Like, shoot, I don't want to play football. I want to listen to the conversation. And he and he seemed literally when he said it, it was like it could have been Juan sitting there saying that, <laughs> just like Juan. So that was why I like. I just like to see people like in their element. I just and I always feel like Giselle like overshadow overpowers Robin when they have a scene because Giselle's so big and loud and over the top. Mm-hmm. And it was just nice to see Robin just be able to like chill out and like hang out with Dr. Wendy. Which is so weird to me because, like, I don't know. I, I imagine when there's, like, an overpowering personality, that personality is generally more, like, well-liked, I would think. Mm-hmm. But generally, if I had to compare, like, Robin's personality to Giselle's, like, I would like Robin more than I would like Giselle. Totally. So it's, it's also just weird. <laughs> it's also just, <laughs> you guys both said totally the same time. It's also just weird that she's overshadowed by her. I don't, I don't, I don't know. And Ro- Giselle's obnoxious too. Like Giselle, to me, like yeah. she tries too hard. Like she's like, you think she's how she does her, the way she speaks. Ugh. She's like, thank you very much. <laughs> right, like, Candice. We need to talk right? about Ashley. I'm oh like, oh, it's like shut up. She's not a likable person to me. She's not like at one all. of my least favorite housewives, to be honest. Totally. Um, I don't like her at all. I think she's way overrated. And people are like, oh, she's the most beautiful woman in the Housewives franchise. Like, what? Because she's black uh, with green eyes? Right. Relax. I don't think that either. It's ridiculous. Yeah, she's pretty. But, I mean, there are other beautiful women on the show. We're talk- I mean, she's sitting next to Wendy and Monique and Candace. I mean, she's amongst beautiful people. So it's not like she's just some bright star right. and everyone else is, like, dumpy. 
But they give her all this credit because she has European features. She's, well, you know, people like that. Are shit. we shocked? Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And she's, to me, she seems, she comes across the most insecure just for the fact that she'd rather wear a raggedy wig than just wear her own hair. It's <laughs> like, and I, I have my like ideas about what is behind that. Why do you guys think, well, we can wait, we'll wait till we get to that scene. Cause I'm really curious what you guys think about this, but anyway, so yes, I enjoyed to see, I enjoyed seeing Robin hang out with Dr. Wendy. I thought it would seem like a really genuine connection and I hope that they can form an alliance and maintain it the whole season. But I did not like the fact that Robin took what Wendy said about what Candace said about Giselle. Yes. I didn't like that. She didn't I mean was it like just that. about to, sorry, not to cut you off. No, yeah, exactly. She didn't mean it but, like that. So I don't like how she yeah, took it, turned it into yeah. something that it wasn't. I was just about to say that, but not even just the fact that Robin took that and ran with it. I also kind of don't like that Wendy mentioned it. I, know. I was like, now, girl, you know that she is having issues with all of them. Not so much directly Robin. Robin's kind of on the peripherals, kind of as usual. But I'm like, but you know that she's kind of having like an issue with these girls. Now, why would you mention that she said that Giselle is a monster? Right. I was kind of looking at Wendy a little, little side eye from that. I was like, that was a little messy for this political commentator. You know that. Totally. Totally agree. And also, weren't they called green-eyed monsters before? What is this monster is suddenly a word she can't hear, and it, it's the most offensive thing ever? Actually, I think it was green-eyed bandits. Um, but but yeah. I believe <laughs> it was definitely green-eyed bandits, but I remember green-eyed monsters or the three-headed monster, or there was some sort of monster comment about them before, too. <laughs> They've been monsters in the past. So, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, who who's to say? But the only other thing I want to say about this scene with the kids is they show like a flashback that they didn't show at Candace's party where they both acknowledge that they have their kids named Carter for like a different reason. And like Wendy says the kid the kid's name is kind of ghetto because it's with a K, which I don't agree with necessarily. But I will agree that Robin's excuse for naming her child Carter after Jay-Z is a little ghetto. <laughs> That's crazy. I did not realize, like, Card. I didn't even expect that to happen like that. She could have kept that to herself. <laughs> we didn't need to know that. Yeah, I was like, oh, interesting. That's an interesting fact. I guess it was her way of making, trying to make Wendy feel better about saying that her kids are ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> she was, right. like, saying that she's ghetto because all of their names start with a K. But I'm like, yeah. the Kardashians did the same thing. Yeah, and didn't you do it on purpose? Why is it ghetto? Right, right. And they're not like terrible names. It's like Cruz, Carter, and what was it? Cameron. Cameron. Yeah, like those are... The names themselves are fine. It's the spelling that is like, why did you do that? Like the way she spells Cameron, it's like K-A-M-R-Y. It's like a weird way. <laughs> it's a lot going on. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> For a simple Cameron, when the K is enough, the K makes the name unique enough. You don't have to really put two N's on it and a Y, but. Exactly, exactly. I don't live your life. So the next scene is Candace walks in in some super destroyed jean capris that really threw me off, but. She's walking into the scene to sit down with Ashley and Dean and have a meeting of the minds and talk about that sorry she owes Ashley that they've been saying she owes her since episode one. Now, where is everyone with the scene? How did you feel about the way Candace came in, like, kind of different this scene? Or do you think she came in 
the same kind of harsh she's been kind of all season. It seemed like she came in with the intentions of trying to make amends, in my opinion. What do you guys think? Because at the end of the day, your argument is that she was saying some things like while you were giving birth, but the woman didn't know you were giving birth. Right. So that's the argument, the timing. It's not even what she said, it's the timing. And you can't really argue what she said because Ashley was also saying some pretty messed up things. She just so, wants to keep hanging on to the timing because that's the only thing she has to make herself more exactly. of a victim because otherwise she would be just as guilty as Candace. But that's the only thing that she exactly. has that makes her a victim. And I didn't even like that. Like, I get it. Like, she's a mom. But I felt like she was using the, like, why you have to hold the baby in the middle of an art. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, I, I don't, I, I felt that it was like a little bit, I don't know. I don't want to say she was like using her baby, but it was like, I'm a mom now. Like, look at, like, I'm going to. You're saying like, you think Candace came to make amends? Yeah, it seemed like it. I thought so, too. Um, Ashley was getting a little rah-rah. She was. Until, yeah, until Dean had to, like, you know, calm him down. But, um, and I don't really understand that. I, I was like, what's Yeah, it's like, Ashley, she's coming here to apologize. What else do you want? Well, she's been playing the mom trope. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to say that, because now everyone's going to be like, wow, the mom trope. But she she has been playing the mom trope for a little bit this this season so far. Which is fine, you know, it's a new baby. Right. Um, and it is interesting that she chose to hold the baby while having that argument with Candace. Right. Um, maybe because I'm just cognizant also that Candace doesn't have a baby and is kind of in a weird space with also having a baby. So mm-hmm. was it kind of like a petty thing or was it just, you know, I have to feed my baby, which she couldn't anyway because of her dress. So right. I just, I, don't, I just don't understand how no one is remembering that Ashley said some disrespectful things to Candace in her home, got kicked out, came back, and said some more disrespectful things. I don't, I don't get how like that gets swept under the rug, but everyone focuses on Candace's part. Mm-hmm. It's because they want to, and they, and they feel like they need to defend and uh, Ashley because she's a new mom, and also too, like what you were saying, I think that her holding the baby also was like, you know, oh, you last season you wanted to try to say that. I wasn't serious about having a baby, but here I am now, and I'm holding the baby in your face. Yeah. Right. Um, I have a note that I was wondering if Candace and Ashley were literally arguing on IG up until the point that Ashley Ashley's water broke. It's unclear to me. They make it seem like they were literally battling back and forth. Like, Ashley's literally, like, nine, ten months pregnant, like, leaving comments on IG, like, being nasty. It's like, well, then naturally she was going to go into labor at some point it's like so like you were saying about the whole timing it's like if you all were already arguing you just so happen to go into labor i mean whose fault is it hers or yours for deciding you wanted to argue with someone when you were 10 months pregnant right right exactly excuse at best yeah and also baby dean is very in tune with ashley's um negative feelings about candace i've noted that he cried when Monique brought her up on FaceTime. Do you remember that? And then Baby Dean started freaking mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. She set her up that one time, but she gave Baby Dean to Candace and he started crying. Yep. And then she set him up here to perform and cry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. perform. Not perform. <laughs> yes. Perform, baby, perform. Ashley's just doing this really like weird, high horse, underhanded type of thing this season so far this like I'm above this now type of thing and it's like mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you have it yeah but but you shouldn't have it <laughs> exactly and yeah. she's like I think she is younger than 
Candace too, or if not younger, like very close in age. Mm-hmm. They're like the the two younger ones, so it's it's mm-hmm. it's like even more of like kind of like a way to get under Candace's skin if she is younger than her, because it's like, oh, I'm younger than you, and look what I have. Um, and Ashley brought her on, so Jay, we should right. tell Sasha about our our theories. <laughs> yes, so we have a theory, and it's called the Bethany Frankel and Jill Zarin phenomena, and it is the theory that whoever brings you on the show is the person you have the biggest falling out with on the series. And it's usually Mm -hmm. the one like you're known for and you never come back from it usually in terms of like your friendship is never repaired. Oh. So obviously named because of Jill and Bethany, like the ultimate, like I feel like fallout. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so just to like, to go with all of that, um, Sharice brought Monique on and Ashley did bring Candace on. That's a good point. Um, so they bring up the whole Monique Sharice debacle, and then they show a picture of Monique and Sharice posed side by side at Ashley's baby shower, which was confusing to me. Um, so I don't know what that means in terms of like the timing of this uh-huh. whole rumor and like what's really happening. I, I don't know, but they show a picture, and of course, Candace is sticking with the if I had known it was that bad, I wouldn't have invited Sharice. Now, Sasha, do you think Candace really didn't know? Or do you think she was doing it for shock value? It seems like on the show that she didn't know because she is so convincing in the confessionals and everything. But then they saw social media that it, it seems like she did know. Like mm. it, they've all been saying that like she planned it and like she wanted this whole thing to come out. So if I were only watching the show, it seems like she didn't know, especially because when the cameras stopped rolling the other day and she was like, why didn't you just tell me at the party that you didn't want her there? I would have told her to leave. You know, it seemed like she really was like thrown off by how angry Monique was mm-hmm. but then based off what's been going on you know behind the scenes it seems like it was done intentionally so I guess it was done intentionally then I guess that's the only thing that makes the most sense so she must just be a good liar I mean but how would you all feel like would you be as mad as Monique was it depends on how close I like if Candace was my best friend I'll be like why didn't you tell me she was coming like, you know, I was like, girl, mm-hmm. why didn't you tell me that? And then she would be like, oh, my God, I forgot. I'd be like, oh, okay. But if she's, mm-hmm. like, an associate and she didn't tell me, I wouldn't think she owed me that. Like, it's, like, it's her party. I Got it. You know, like, I, I, don't, I don't see it as this, like, huge, big betrayal. Because I don't believe in that whole thing. Like, if I don't like somebody, then you can't like them either. Right. So she she could have given her a heads up, but I think the way that Monique is like, oh, she has stabbed me in the heart and all of that, <laughs> like a bit much. Because Candace didn't owe her much. It's not like they were besties. At, they had repaired their friendship, but they were never going to get back to what they were. No, I'm with you on that because also another like kind of weird part about that the whole storyline for me is like, okay... Candace didn't tell you, but then Ashley told you, you still stormed out. Like, at least at Candace's party, you stayed, but at Ashley's, you knew in advance and you stormed out. It doesn't seem like it mattered if I told you or not, you were going to react the way you wanted. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I don't know if that's a big deal, but mm-hmm. but everyone gets to see the singing telegram at the same time they show everybody's kind of reaction to the invitations. Are there any reactions you want to know? Of course, Giselle's, we have to know because of the Robin conversation, but anybody else's reaction want to know, like Wendy's or Candace or Ashley's? 
I mean, it was funny how Wendy's husband was like, why she got that man in her house? <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, um, he also asked her if she was going to go. Um, Wendy's husband asked if she was going to go. And she was like, I don't know. I'm like, girl, Wendy, you know, you know damn well you're going to go to this little, this little party. Stop it. Right. I, I do think <laughs> it's funny that, like, Karen is maintaining that she does not know this woman. Like, Karen refuses to admit that she knows Wendy outside of the show. I know. I'm just like, what is going on? I, I can't wait to see what's going on here. Like, why is Karen so like, I'm not impressed with her. Like, she just doesn't like her. Like, I'm like, I really would like to know what is up with that. Yeah. When do we get to the bottom of it? Because I don't peg Karen as like a hater. Like Giselle to me is more of a hater as in someone would come in the group that's flyer than her. And she would be like, hold up. Who is that? But right. Karen, I didn't read her as that type of woman as my queen. So I'm a little thrown. Totally. I feel the same way. It's not like her at all. But because Karen is my queen, I'm willing to give her the BOD. Especially because, like I said, Wendy did a little side. It wasn't a crazy side eye, but it was a little side eye moment, in my opinion, between her and Robin. So mm -hmm. right now, I'm, I'm a, I'm a remain neutral. Yeah, so we'll see. I agree. I agree. That was Rob. That was Wendy's first strike against her. Was that move that she made? I was like, mm, not a fan of that. Right. Yeah. And then we get to which is the scene you all are talking about. So just an update on like Giselle's decor in her house. I noticed that there was like a goth section. Oh. There's a black chair with some sort of like black. I didn't know if they were vases or sculptures or knickknack paddywhacks, but they were sitting on top of like a black <laughs> table next to some other gold gourds. And then there was a silver mirror. And then it's still that checkered vase with the flowers in it. Sasha, Sasha, where are you with Giselle and her overall <laughs> taste in life? Oh my God. There's only one answer. Horrible. <laughs> she has the worst taste, the worst fashion sense, the worst style, the worst hair, the worst, <laughs> the worst eyeshadow, the worst jewelry, the worst everything. Her taste is horrible. The, the sheer amount of checkered items that she has is just God. nothing short of shocking. Checkered candle holders, checkered <laughs> candles, checkered vases, checkered lamps. Like, it's just checkered everything. And then the gold with the checkered is so gaudy. Mm. And that purple wall. Don't get me started. I'm it's just curious. I'm just curious as to where the fuck you get that many checkered vases and, like, literally, like, tchotchkes to have around your house. It's so disgusting. <laughs> I don't know. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, this is the moment that Robin reveals to Giselle that Candace is saying that she's a monster. <sighs> I do want to make a note, though, that I did see um, girl, what's her name? Wow. I just had a moment. Oh, Giselle, there we go. Okay. I did see Giselle tweet that um, basically kind of like apologizing for blowing up about the whole Candace monster comment because she was like, obviously I it was blown out of proportion and I didn't realize like it wasn't that deep, basically. Okay, well, that's good. Because I was thinking, like, why are you acting like this? <laughs> why are you going crazy over this? For but, no yeah. reason. Well, that's a good look. But part of me thinks it's too much of a good look. And I think she, doesn't she end up siding, we'll find out, but siding with Candace in this whole fight. So it seems like she's rewriting history a little bit. Mm, yeah, mm. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I don't trust her. So we'll we'll see about that. But... Anywho, yeah, so does anyone else have any other notes from, like, this scene where she's telling her about 
what's going on and what Candace supposedly like said behind her back. No, no, I just don't understand why it was that deep to her. Yeah, (laughs) that's how I feel. The whole time I was watching it, I was just like, really, you're you're really reaching that much. Like, really, you're reaching for something just to get. You just want to be mad. You just you just want to be involved in like drama drama. across the season so bad. Exactly, that you just take anything you can get. And she's like already doesn't like Candace anyway, so it's easy for her to just be like, oh, cool, thank you, thank you very much. I will take that. Right. Exactly. The only other note I had was that they keep commenting on our queen's sex life, and she, Robin says she loves that Wendy noticed that she doesn't have sex with Ray, and that it made it clear that the ladies are obviously like it's a general consensus that they don't sleep together anymore. Mm. I mean, and they're probably not. Um, Robin was making it seem like it was a very astute observation. I was like, is it? Right. (laughs) I'm I'm looking at Ray and I'm not thinking like there's a, you know, a lot going on there. Right. So, And why do you care? Like, and I'm like, Wendy, don't don't start Wendy. Don't start with the age shaming. Because she had, she made a couple comments about Karen being old. Mm. Exactly. Relax. Because AJ ain't nothing but a number. Because, you know, look over here at Ramona. She'll tell you something about being ageless. She's a, the longest standing housewife of the entire franchise. So age ain't got nothing to do with it. Right. And I like what Karen brings to the show. Me I mean, too. Aside from the fact that I consider her my queen anyway. But, um. Yes. I do think she gives a different perspective. And I don't think it's an old perspective, quote unquote. I don't even know what that means. Um, They just like to gang on Karen sometimes. I don't know why, but they do. It's because Karen's so over the top and she's just sort of ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah. It's the best way because I feel like she's in on the joke and it makes her feel right. Like so they probably hate that because they're like, oh, she gets to get away with being so ridiculous and the fans love her because she knows she's ridiculous. There's no, and then they want to tear her down and put her down, but then they end up just making themselves look bad. Right. I'm like, it's just, it's funny. Just like take it for a joke. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why we're taking it so serious. Exactly. Yeah, she's in, you're like you said, she's totally in on the joke in like a countess way. Like, I wish the countess would lean a little more like Karen, where they have the title and they know what they do and they come out with their products, like their perfumes or their cabaret. But Luann doesn't know it's a joke and Karen is totally like behind the scenes, like, gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Right. I don't think, I don't think the countess is really quite aware that it's a joke. I think she's not at all. Way more seriously. Absolutely. Karen. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And you know, they were all so pissed when Rihanna shot it, shouted Karen out. We reported that as breaking news because it's breaking news. It totally is. And that just tells you everything you need to know that she is the Grand Dame because Rihanna co-signed it. So there you go. Giselle can right. go sit down and find out what else is going on. And it was official <laughs> to me that Rihanna has good taste. I knew it already, but now it's confirmed. Yes. Rihanna has great taste. Exactly. Except she said she wants to hang out with Dorinda. And I'm like, ugh, why? Ooh. That one threw me off a little bit. But, you know, no one's perfect. <laughs> maybe she's not caught up on this season. She's not caught up maybe, on this maybe season. Maybe she can't be fun, the last season. Yeah, she it's last season. Fun. She, just, she just takes it. Uh, she just takes it to another level. I don't, I don't know. Especially when she's drinking. She's Woo. dark. She's very dark. She's a dark figure. For sure. For sure. Um, and oh. the alleged cocaine use is getting out of hand. But anyway. Ooh. Ooh, that shocked me. Woo. I didn't even mean to say that. Uh, <laughs> love, you, love, you. <laughs> love you Dorinda love you Dorinda huge fan right, love you, Dorinda. <laughs> what's his name her dude's name uh, what's his John. name 
I can tell him. I can see him doing coke so easily. I mean, okay. I can allegedly see them allegedly doing coke because they allegedly are very sweaty and very sloppy Mm. and always like messing with their noses. Like, you know, it's just, it's the mannerisms Mm. that they allegedly have. And they go from zero to 60 very quickly. That's true. Yeah. If it were to be true, I could allegedly see it. Absolutely. Definitely. (laughs) And allegedly, the telltale sign for Dorinda specifically is the way the jaw hangs. You know, she has a sloppy mouth anyway, but specifically, the the jaw get real swingy when she's Mm -hmm. allegedly using. Mm. Keep eyes on that. Her eyes start to bulge out, Mm -hmm. allegedly. (laughs) very jack taylor interesting but this is all hypothetical we, yes. we don't <laughs> we have no idea i'm gonna start don't looking me. for that jaw hanging the next time i watch the show i'm gonna start looking for those signs yeah, i promise you you'll see it yeah we might even dm you a few episodes to watch if you want to see some particular scenes oh but... yes I, yes please i would love okay. that <laughs> okay well we'll definitely do that for you but um Nonetheless, so the next scene, now, Jay, I'm going to let you take away the scene because you sent me a voice memo, I believe, during this scene. And <laughs> <laughs> it was the scene of Monique putting all of her beautiful children to sleep. Now, again, baby Chase is truly scrumptious. He is the cutest. Oh. Little burn <sighs> scene there. So cute. Oh, my so gosh. Cute. And he seems to have such a good temperament, too. He's such a sweetie. Um, but she's putting all the babies to bed and kind of reflecting on her domestic life. Now, Jay, take it away. What's going on here? So, um, as you know, as I texted Jay, right away, Monique is trying to, you know, paint this, uh, you know, exhausted housewife persona, um, which is probably true and valid. She has three kids and they look like they're all under like what, like seven. Mm-hmm. So I get it. But I feel like she's doing this. To kind of explain that because, you know, she ha- she's tired with all these kids. She's not getting help. Her husband's not being romantic anymore. They're not having sex. Um, I just feel like she's trying to use that as like a cover-up as to why she's been behaving like how she's been, been behaving. Um, in our other previous episodes, we are not Team Monique right now. She's, uh, not that I ever really was, to be honest, but she's been very... She's just been showing her ass a lot this season so far. I mean, mm-hmm. I know we're only four episodes in, but she's been doing a lot in every single episode for me. Mm-hmm. So I think she's just kind of using this all as like a plot and a ploy for us to get, you know, to gain sympathy from us. Interesting. I didn't think of it in that way, but I can see where you could, I can see where you're coming from. I didn't even think of it like her trying to like create and sort of like paint herself to be a certain way for the viewers. I just thought like it was, you know, I feel like I've seen this happen time and time again on like pretty much every franchise we see this happen where someone that comes on the show and they initially are a stay at home mom and then, you know, the husband's a breadwinner. And then once that dynamic starts to shift and the mom Mm -hmm. wants to take on more creative projects, then it changes the whole dynamic. And then there starts to be these rifts in the relationship. They have to reexamine their roles in the Mm -hmm. relationship. So it, it seemed like it was like that happening again. My only thing with, I mean, that I think that also is like a part to play in it, but I do think she's playing it up because uh, she's not, you know, she's kind of public enemy number one right now. But I also feel like, you know, in past seasons, Monique has like bragged about her family and bragged about kids and bragged about her sex life and bragged about her husband. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a complete like 180. Totally. From from that to now, like we're haggard and unhappy and sexless and, and mad. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
Um, the something I have to note that has nothing to do with that is: Did anyone else notice that tubular like aquarium that was like attached to an ottoman that was in the kids' room? No. It was very so. intriguing. It was like a floor to ceiling. You know, she loves an aquarium, aquarium, but it was like through an ottoman. And then also there was some sort of like taxidermy giraffe in the bedroom. Not taxidermy child. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it was the decor was, it, sh- it struck me. And um, I wanted Whoa. to bring up a quote oh. that Chris Samuel says. You see it? Yeah. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Weird. Hmm. Um. Chris Samuel says, quote, certain things and certain needs that I have that are not being met. Now, now, the Mm. thing is, I wrote, okay, sex cannot be the only thing men care about. I'm fucking sick of it. I know. (laughs) I know. Like, it's it's Ashley's storyline with Michael. It's Loki Candace's storyline with Chris. It's also this Chris's storyline with Monique. I'm fed up. So true. It really is. It's because he's like, I'm paying for everything, so you need to do it. He thinks like you, I should have sex on demand. Pretty much. I told you this this season so far, it's very like those that are having sex and versus those who aren't. <laughs> totally. I guess Giselle, Robin, and Wendy are team sex, and then everyone else is not having it. Um, and they're the ones with the most drama. So... <laughs> do with that information what you will I don't like how he holds the money over her it makes me feel like he thinks of her like a prostitute like you just said like it's like I'm giving you money so just have sex with me whenever it's like you could plan the dates and I'll give you the money but at the end of the night you also need to like lay down for me Mm, I know I did not like that but 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 to be fair he's always been like that to me like what's the shock you yeah. know what I mean? That's that's the only reason why I'm just like, mm, this feels a little huh. because you maybe I guess now you're just tired of it, which is fair. But like he's always been like that to me. He's always been very like, you're a trophy wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's the money. Yeah, run my house like how I need to, and be ready in the bed, legs open, spread eagle when I get home. And hey, I mean. <clears throat> If it if I had to choose between doing that or working a job that I hate, like a nine to five job <laughs> at a desk, I'm telling you that I'm gonna make forty thousand dollars a year. I would do that in a heartbeat. Right. No, I don't disagree. And I, well, the problem is, I think men are kind of like, what's the problem? You have a great in their mind. You have a great setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All you have to do is you know cook and clean and maintain the house and maintain the kids and have sex with me. I mean, right. It does seem that simple, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris is just, I don't know. It was all kind of skeezy to me. I didn't really like it. Yeah. But I like that kind of on the flip of that, they show Chris and Candace on a picnic, like on a picnic date, talking about like having kids and stuff. And like, it was just interesting how they flipped from the scene of talking about how like kids have basically ruined their relationship to like this couple who seems like relatively happy. Obviously, we don't know what happens behind closed doors, but they seem okay and they're talking about wanting to have kids and it's just like I don't know and they seemed happy so it just seemed like a nice contradiction there yeah um yeah I told you before like I really like the way Chris is with her I wish that she didn't put him in the position where he had to be so emotionally considerate of her like he had he's always the one yeah rein her in emotionally physically you know what I mean and so I wish that she um I don't want to say grow up (laughs) <laughs> but I wish that she would deal with some of her issues so that 
he wasn't in that constant position because that can get old like real quick. But I don't know why they're not having sex. I don't know what their excuse is. I, I totally agree. Yeah, I got those vibes too. It's like, I think that they're great together. And I think that she, he is a good influence on her, but I totally get the vibe of like daddy issues, like sort of like she doesn't really have like a father figure and it sucks that he's constantly put in the position to like sort of tell her what's like the right thing to do or, you know, talk her off the ledge constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he does it well, but I'm sure it will become taxing. And if not taxing now, it'll, he'll resent her for it later, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I did want to say that when she asked Chris to play Giselle in this role play, that I was thinking, I don't know, Screen Actors Guild Award for his performance, because he was giving me a great <laughs> Giselle. I was loving that he snapped <laughs> in that character. He really did. I was like, okay. <laughs> it was funny. It was. <laughs> um, it took but, me off guard. I was like, wow, he had that ready to go. <laughs> Yeah, it was too quick. I wonder if they did that off cam or something, but that was too funny to me. Now, the next scene I have written down, I mean, we can skip over the Grand Dame. She's kind of looking at stuff for her party. Literally everything in that room ended up at her party, so I don't know how that worked, but they literally looked like they shipped that room to her backyard, and that was her party. (laughs) (laughs) Now we get into the scene with Cal and Giselle. With Cal is Giselle's hairstylist. I was obsessed with when the doorbell was going off, how they showed creepy shots of her decor at each beat. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was incredible. And she loves it. You know, she loves it. She wouldn't trade it for the world. So she takes him into the basement, which is where she's sleeping, I guess, temporarily while her bedroom or her two-floor master is being worked on. Um. I didn't really want to make any weird comments about the bedroom since it was a temporary thing, but it was a weird bedroom. Yeah, that's how I felt. <laughs> I was like, this is odd. But like you said, I was like, okay, it's temporary. So for a basement, it looks fine, I guess. <laughs> a lower level, if you For will. a lower level, yes. For right. a lower level, it's okay. Um, the bathroom was tiny, though. Very tiny, very new, very tiny, very white. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I'm with Cal when she brought out the wig that he called coochie hair wig and (laughs) he said it's trash can material and when she asked him to fix it he said so I'm supposed to straighten out that rat hair (laughs) I love that he was not letting up he was like no but like he gave her he said three things that coochie hair trash rat material he was like maybe you're not understanding me the first two times this is this is bad i don't understand why she has to wear a wig like when she's got all that hair like why don't you just wear your hair also what's the point of having a stylist if you're just going to completely disregard their opinions literally literally and do your own shit clearly you do not have taste we've established that already i know you are kind of slowing that uptake but (laughs) like i don't get it I feel like my hairstyle said, no, that hair is trash. And I'm like, oh, it's trash. Right. Like, hmm. Also, the hair has a questionable dye job. And it's very similar to her own hair. Again, why are you wearing wigs if it's the same color as your hair as well? It's not even like a brunette, like Bob wig. I can understand if you want to switch up the look, but it's right. the same fried color. Exactly. It's like, well, my theory is this, is that, you know, how, you know, 
Giselle is really adamant about, you know, identifying as a black woman. She doesn't identify as a mixed woman. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, when I see a woman that is super fair skin like that, and then they have like longer hair or curly hair, it would make her look even more mixed. So mm -hmm. by wearing a wig, it actually makes her look more like a black woman. So my theory is oh. that she likes wearing the wigs because it makes her look more black because black women wear wigs a lot. And if you're mixed, then your hair is naturally, you know, makes people more likely to have longer or curlier hair. And she doesn't want to look mixed. She wants to look black. So that's my theory. Oh, hmm. I hadn't thought about it. Like, I didn't, could not crack the case on the wig. <laughs> so that's a good, that's a good assessment there yeah, because yeah. I don't know. Because a wig is such a black woman look, you know, mm -hmm. like black women, like we mm -hmm. love wigs. We, you know, we wear them like an accessory. Yeah. Whereas like someone like Ashley, like Ashley looks very clearly mixed simply because of her hair. Whereas yeah. if you have a wig mm -hmm. on, it's like, is she mixed or is she just a light skinned black woman? Mm. Right. She does push that whole, you know, my daddy was in the civil rights movement. Right. You know, she doesn't. I consider herself mixed because both of her parents are mixed, not black, not, you know, one black and one white. Mm -hmm. So that's why I, I think I don't, even if it's not something that she actually thinks her a thing, I think subconsciously she yeah. thinks she looks past as more for black if she wears wigs and weaves. I think, right. I think she's just trying to just put herself in the space of like what other black women do. Yes. Like it's kind of like, yeah, adopting the culture, so to speak. Exactly, exactly. It must be a tough space to be in. I mean, I don't really have any sympathy, but it must be tough. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, the, the next thing is Cal used to be Jamal's barber? Isn't Cal like his, also like his stepson or something? Maybe not stepson. I feel like they had a relation. I feel like I read that somewhere. Hmm. Hmm. I think, you know, we, let's keep talking, but I'll do my investigations. Do your investigations because I was really intrigued by that. And then, like, a that he's talented enough to be like a barber and a hairstylist, but also like that he just traded like from Jamal to Giselle, and now he's like Giselle's. Like we've seen him since since season one. That's like her BFF. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was interesting. Um, and I wanted to note that the state of the wig represented the state of her relationship with Jamal. I believed when she was sitting there talking to him, and he was they kept showing him combing through that wig and it being really tough to comb through. I thought that was really symbolic of the conversation they were having about like the daughters and the way the daughters were reacting and stuff. Totally. Totally. I can totally see that. Mm -hmm. So now how do you feel about what he was saying and the advice he was giving Giselle on this matter? I thought it was great advice. Yeah. I've always had a crush on him, but like, I also like him. Like <laughs> I also like him. Yeah, I thought he was being really honest with her and just trying to get her to, like, really consider her children more. It's like, they're not just going to, like, wake up right. one day and be like, oh, you guys are back together. Awesome. Like, you have to consider, like, this is 12 years we're talking about. It's not going to just change in one one year. And all they know of is that, oh, our dad hurt our mom. And now all of a sudden mm -hmm. they're supposed to just accept it. I thought, I thought it was really, really good advice. I've said on past um, episodes that I... There's something dark to me about... Giselle's relationship with her children um, hmm. and I, there's just something there I feel like I generally pick up a lot on like the moms that I feel like they kind of have like a weird relationship with their children and top of my mind Lisa Renna with her kids is another one that I just feel like there's something Woo! Yeah. there's something dark there you know what I mean 
Yeah, and whatever it is, I mean, it's 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 your business, but kind of not really because you're on a reality show. But it's just the fact that you know Giselle like was like relating like what her kid said, and then you know he was like, oh yeah, like that's yeah, I get that. And she was like, no, that you're not supposed to. I'm like, wait, what? Why is everyone able to see their point but you? Right. And why are you upset when someone is seeing their point? You know what I mean? It's a little like that's a little weird to me. It is. It makes me very uncomfortable. Um, when we've talked, <laughs> when we've talked about this in the past, I've told you I think it has something to do with her love life and her kids. Something doesn't add up. It's like the kids are saying you're happier when you have a man, but then they're not happier with this particular man. It's like something with the men and the way she like portrays relationships with the men. I don't know. She makes it kind of seem like she equates that success or happiness. So I don't know. I think it's going to be very like, I don't know. I wonder, I will be interested to know how the girls like grow up in their relationship with men, like in a love relationship type way. And even with, because of their dad too, he seems like he makes a dynamic as well. I was just going to say they liked all the other men. The only ones they don't like is their own father. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's like no one wants to see their mom in that. It's sort of like uh, reminds me of uh, whenever Cynthia was in the process of divorcing mm. Peter. Yeah. And her daughter was like, I don't want to, like my mom to be that you don't like yourself that much. That you, your self-esteem is that low that, you know, you're going to go and be with this person that treats you poorly. So it's probably really hard to see their mom like run back to this man who has put her through so much. You know? Yeah. And she knows it because even in the next scene, when she walks into Karen's party, Karen was like, you need to walk in your truth with Jamal. Stop not bringing Jamal around. Yeah. Tomorrow is Sunday, but I'm sure if he needed to, I'm sure that mega pastor could get a mega ticket to Atlanta after the party. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. That's that. I, I remember her. I've made a mental note that, that Karen was spot on with that. It's like, that's what Giselle does. She wants to be in everybody else's business, stir everybody, talk about everybody else's affairs and side pieces and squeezing butts. But mm-hmm. then she doesn't want to bring her own man around because she wants to be, she's like a Lisa Vanderpump. She wants to stir everything up and not let it be about her. Right. Because she knows it looks very hypocritical right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In Sasha, just for context, Lisa Vanderpump and Robin, I mean, not Robin, and Giselle do have the same Zodiac sign as well. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They are very similar as far as like, oh, wanting to haze the newbies and very, they're very similar. Yeah, they want to be like the narrators of the show, kind of. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. Which is what Lisa Vanderpump is on Vanderpump Rules. Right. And that's why I think I like her on that show better because she's in her lane. Yes. That's her yeah. She's totally yeah because then when they get put in situations where they're not able to be what they want to be then they start just manipulating mm-hmm. i still think lvp is way better at it than giselle though yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh for sure for sure the lvp is a master manipulator giselle is messy lvp is not yes. messy exactly is LVP the best to ever do it on the master manipulator side, Bravo across franchises? Because yeah. do you yeah. think who who's a better master manipulator in terms of like, like think of Taylor Armstrong. Now we said it, seen how she orchestrated that whole abuse storyline, and we had no idea. We didn't know until they told us. Think of like that level. Who else is doing like that level manipulation? Hmm. Actually, she, she might be. be. She might be. 
because she never does it herself. She always yeah. somehow manages to get other people to do it. And I'm always like looking at these other people that are doing it. Like, how does she get like, what does she do? Does she know something? Does she have dirt on you? Like, how did she get you to do it? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, she's she's definitely I think she's she might be the top. The crown is heavy, darling. Woo. Right? Because there's not really, I don't feel like Atlanta really has, I mean, maybe, can you? No, I don't really think Atlanta has someone like that that's just like manipulates and doesn't get in there. Faith yeah, tried. No. Mm. She tried it. She tried it. Faith tried. And it ended in her demise. It really did. <laughs> now she's on marriage boot camp. <laughs> Getting those chump checks from WeTV, honey. <laughs> once you're on we tv you're you're just i mean you're at the bottom we tv is the bottom (laughs) it looks like what you're trying to do get some money that's what like being on we tv is exactly get some money and for all that talk she did about kenya hiring somebody i can't say that boyfriend she has doesn't look hired right and that she's not sleeping with (laughs) What? (laughs) you're not sleeping with this grown-ass man come on now Girl, and you're supposed to be that lady who was the head doctor back in wherever you were from, Georgia. Girl, bye. Ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, so everyone's arriving at the party. The only arrival I really, really, really wanted to note was the fact that Robin came with pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was genius. I love that. I loved it. I was like, look at Robin trying to have a personality this season. Right? (laughs) Robin, I see you with the jokes. Come through with the jokes. You better circle it back. You better tie it back together. Come on. (laughs) Have a through line. I mean, come on. And also, it was a meat lover's? Did anyone else know it was was meat loaded, that pizza? I didn't. But that sounds like Robin. Yeah. (laughs) That added up to me. Of course, you would get a meat lover's. Right. She's definitely like not a cheese pizza board. girl. Right, exactly. She's definitely not ordering a cheese pizza because her kids will probably laugh in her face. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, also, didn't love that they played wacky music when they were showing the acrobats at Karen's party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> music just sets everything off, and they didn't have to do that. That was rude. And they were over there just, like, in the like far east. Like, yeah. Daily. <laughs> <laughs> they're like an afterthought and they're over there just like breaking a sweat they're gonna be sore the next morning and you barely even like notice that they're there yeah it was so bizarre and then they also noted the fact that she had the same MC as Candace which I didn't know if that was supposed to mean something but that was interesting that he's been hired for two MC events within the season oh the black guy that was like on the mic yeah mm-hmm. oh interesting yeah that is interesting I mean, yeah. look at him getting a check. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I hope that he has some plugs he's going to, like, plug down below. Or, you know what I mean? Hopefully he has a burgeoning career or something. I want more for him. <laughs> what do we think about outfits? Uh, Giselle mm. with the hot mess. I don't like Candace either. And Me neither. It did, was anyone, the... did anyone look good? Ooh. Grand Dom didn't look that bad. No, the black dress was cute. Think. Yeah, I like the black dress. You know? Yeah. Yeah. She I mean, Ashley's was simple, too. Ashley's hair, whoo, the, it was frizzing up. Yeah. <laughs> that humidity <laughs> was catching it. I'm like, see, this is the one time you should have just wore your hair curly. Don't go to an outdoor event and try to straighten your hair. Also, mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed, but she had on the same hot pink dress and her hair pressed the exact same way as in her confessional. I was wondering if she had to film the confessional and then come to this party. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I know that, that was interesting. 
Um, yeah, I really let's circle back to Giselle's eyeshadow in particular. Mm. Mm, it harsh. Tough. It was very harsh. And Ray was like, Oh yeah, she tried it. <laughs> Ray was like, You sure look good, sparkly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Ray. I'm like, at least he didn't lie. Because he could have been like, You look great. But he's like, nah, you don't look good, boo. You no. look sparkly. He's like, <laughs> He's like, I'm too old for that shit. Girl, you look crazy. You look <laughs> yeah, you can count on Ray to keep it real. For yep. sure. Yep. Especially when it comes to Giselle. He kind of likes to dog her a little bit. I like that, too. Yes. He needs, he needs to be dogged. Um, Monique's outfit wasn't bad, either. The, no, it wasn't. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah, she did look cute. And she was the only one with the hubby. Only her and Wendy brought hubbies, no? Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that yeah. means. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, the they're sitting down in this little circle, all of the ladies, and this, again, is when Wendy brings up the fact that she thinks the Grand Dame is dismissive and rude. She has a bit of a hard-on for her. I'm like, yeah, I, I just want to know where this is going. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what is what is going on here? Like, have they, I just, I feel like we're missing something. I was just gonna say, yeah, I just I want the background story on it. There has to be some sort of background because I don't get it's just not like Karen, you know? She's so competent. It's not like her to just like not like someone just because she's jealous of her. It doesn't really, it doesn't add up. Yeah, she's very like if she like thinks somebody's doing great, she I feel like she's very good to um like align herself with that person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like let's mm-hmm. go out on dates, let's hang out and stuff like that. Yes. I don't think Karen she's not a hater to me. Right. So it's it's just it's surprising to see the way she's acting towards Wendy. That's why I'm like something is missing that we're not seeing yet. Maybe it's gonna come later on. Right. right. Either Wendy did something or Wendy's making it up. Right. <laughs> Only <laughs> one of two ways. It's Wendy's fault. <laughs> I hope it pays off and we get the answer to it, like, before the reunion. Like, because even, not to spoil, like, to talk about what's happening next week, but it's Wendy's going hard at Ashley. It's like, I expected her to be beefing with Karen at some point. Well, you know, because she's friends with Candace, so she's going to be an alliance. But, okay, this is just, like, a question. Do you guys ever find it difficult to understand what Wendy is saying? Mm. Because of her speech is it a lisp there is some sort of there is definitely some sort of impediment i was thinking it's some way like the way her mouth moves like the way she moves her lips she like tight it's it's very interesting i've noticed that i stared at it for quite some time when they were showing like her new segment i couldn't get over it's like some sort of mannerism she moves her mouth a lot but like then the word i don't know her she moves her mouth really fast i don't but the words are coming out slow and kind of lisped i don't know it's very, it's like, I've never heard anyone speaking, because I've heard like a traditional list, obviously, mm-hmm. but it doesn't sound like a traditional list. It sounds like, yeah, like you said, like a, more of a speech impediment, because at first I thought it was like maybe with her African dialect, mm-hmm. but it doesn't sound like an African accent. No, I don't I don't know. think I even noticed, but that's because I watch it with subtitles. I'm going to try it with, without subtitles. Not subtitles, child. <laughs> <laughs> I watch everything with subtitles. I'm sorry. I love I'm it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, cool. I was just wondering if it was just me. Is it just me or is it, am I having like a hard time following? So, I mean, most of the time I can follow her, but then sometimes I'm like, wait, what'd she say? She does have a bit of a sloppy mouth. You know, there's, there's a couple people on these shows that have sloppy mouths. Yeah. Um, well, that's what we call them. 
<laughs> like Dorinda, for example. Oh, like yeah. Something, it, something kind of gets a little garbled. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Okay. Just a question. Not a, not No shade whatsoever. I was just wondering if it was just me. I mean, in your interest, you have the pulse on all things Bravo. So you, it's only fair of you to bring something up that you observe. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Right. <laughs> Her Igbo Nigerian community probably won't be happy that you pointed it out. Hey, <laughs> question. Question. <laughs> Just want to see if I was the only one. That's all. You know, we feel better when we're not the only one. Like, is, is it just me? Am I being, you know, like, it just, you know, I just want to give myself that little bit of a validation that it's not just me. Am I, am I not a good enough listener? Do I need to, you know, pick it up? Am I not catching it quick enough? No, but it's we, not just me. We hear you and I, and I hear you and I acknowledge what you're saying is factual. Got it. Um, Got it. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, nothing really else happens at this party besides the fact that Grandam works, walks out in the pink suit. Now, where does everyone land on the pink suit, chic or no? It's the mm. Grandam. You know, it's not chic, but I love it. Because <laughs> it's right. I'm a Karen apologist. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Right. Um, because it, it, like last week in her Fendi dress, was it tacky? Yes. Did I love her? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's exactly. just. I just I let Karen slide on a lot of things. Um, maybe if it had been a little bit tighter, a little more form fitting, mm-hmm. maybe not quite so bell bottomy, yeah. and not not quite that shade of pink. Because mm. mm. it was like real bubblegum Pepto Bismol. Like maybe yeah. if it was like a little bit more like of a blush, you know, or like a rose. <laughs> but then it would have been chic, and it's not her, right? Or even hot right. pink. Hot, hot pink, not not Pepto pink. You know? A huge miss, but she did perform. It was hard to tell if that head bop up and down was, like, to a dance that we just weren't hearing the music on because copyright or, like, if that was just the way she was walking in or, like, what the tea was on that. And then she starts, like... <laughs> like sidestep walking kind of like Michael and then you see Ray's hips are starting to get into it. They're cutting a rug up there. (laughs) Uh, But I didn't quite understand what was happening, but I was, I just like everyone else was kind of here for it, but also confused. Absolutely. But I was definitely here for it. Mostly here for it. Yeah. (laughs) Side of confused, mainly here for it for sure. Yes. Um, And then we just kind of see the scenes for next week. They're going to Monique's lake house. Um, All the ladies are going. The real highlight is that, uh uh-oh, Michael is a slut, and he was caught cheating again. (laughs) I'm looking forward to this. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to it. The overseer has more concubines, child. How many people are on the concubine allowance payroll? Because I could sign up to, I I mean, if it takes a pen pal, Michael, I could pin you in. I, I don't know. I mean, at this point, he needs to be sending people NDAs. You need to, because you're not Seriously. doing well on your own. You're getting caught every time. Every like, time. Every time. Either you need to wait till you fly home to Australia or you need to have these and send these people some NDAs because I'm tired of hearing about you in the news for being nasty. Right? And you got a new baby. Damn. It's like, cover your tracks, dude. Because then, then I have sex. <laughs> He's gross. <laughs> I can't believe that he's just out here willy-nilly like that. Like, tighten up, Michael. Jesus Christ. It's every Bro, fucking I season. I can't believe I actually had a baby with him. Like, knowing, <laughs> knowing the mess. Mm, mm, mm. yeah he's disgusting so yeah that's 
the episode. So who's your housewife on display, Sasha? Now, it could be a good or a bad thing. It's just whoever stood out to you most. And it doesn't have to be a cast member if someone like Ray were to stand out to you more than anyone else, you know? Right. In this episode in particular, mm-hmm. I would say who stood out the most? So not who I liked, who I enjoyed, just like who seemed like they were like the highlight of the episode. Yeah, whatever that means to you. Whoever stole the episode for you, it doesn't have to be for the people, but for you, who stood out to you? Sadly, Giselle. Mm. She seemed like she was the highlight of the episode because they started it out with, you know, her and her daughter. And then we got the whole wig convo and then we got the whole blow up with her and Candace. So it seemed like it was like a pretty Giselle heavy episode. Okay. Jay, where are you at? I wanted to give it to Candace, actually. That's okay. a good one. Yeah, because we got to see her apology tour. She had a little cute picnic with her boo. She seems like she's trying to be reformed. It's going to last long. We know it's not because she gets to a fight with Monique. But um, she's trying. Yeah. And Sasha, I, I have to agree. My note was that it was going to be Giselle. And it was literally for the, I wrote down the wig scene alone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To to me, that wig scene just took it there. It, I think it was truly the editing at the beginning with the doorbell shook me so much that that scene was my favorite scene of the episode. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a pretty good. That's one. That scene was one for the books, especially since we never see Giselle show like emotion like that. Like she we've never seen her cry before ever. Yeah, it was real. I so I like that. Yeah, even though I don't like her, it was nice to her to at least try to give right. us something more than like messy shade. Mm-hmm. But you see, my thing is, is like I'm never the type of person that, that I feel like, oh, like I've never seen you cry. I think that's kind of weird. Like I don't need to see you cry in order to to believe you're a human being. Like, is all I get either it's you being like a terrible person or you crying? Then I guess I'm just gonna have to settle for you crying. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's just she just puts me in such a weird space. I I wanted to like her, and I just and I just really can't, even when she's crying. Like, I just. I agree. I agree. I don't like her. And I, and like you said, it's like, yes, yeah, she, I still didn't feel like I got a complete level of vulnerability from her, even though there were physical tears. Mm-hmm. I still feel like she was narrating even through that scene. Yeah. I wanted to see them flow. Like we've seen Karen, like shaken to the core, yes. like bawling. I just want to see if you're going to be vulnerable, play that. Like play even, it, if, it. even if you're going to act, we see you act so much, just act this too. Why not? Right. Because you never actually saw them running out of her eyes. You just saw her, like, wiping them or her eyes, like, red looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, something so, I don't know, so guarded about her and so, like, pretend I can't really deal with it. I agree. Um, I agree. And then kind of just at the end, since we're here, where are you landing on Monique v. Candace? Before this episode, I was Team Monique. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a little bit like I'm feeling a little bit of humility from Candace. So now I'm kind of like still team, still team Monique. But I like I dislike Candace a little bit less, if that makes sense. Hmm. I'm And I'm also getting a little bit tainted by social media. Like Candace has been a, a savage on social media. Really? See, we yeah. don't keep up as much. What's been happening on the social? Oh, she's okay. been doing like a lot of like transphobic comments, homophobic tweets, been resurfacing, telling this oh. one blocker that he needs to drop dead oh. like, like people Ooh. want her like canceled Ooh. like fired so i have uh, that in my ear as well so that influences me a lot so i'm like oh, okay candace is a bad person like all i keep hearing is candace is transphobic candace is homophobic candace is a horrible person 
So I'm trying to, you know what I mean? So I'm have that in my ear. So I'm trying to like push through that and just see the show for what it is. But it's really hard because I already know the end result. Mm. Damn. I did not know that was all going on. Oh, yeah. It's bad. Oh, see, I have seen the tweet about like Apollo, like he seems a little gay, which like not great. It was not it was not great. I didn't know she was telling people to drop dead and that it was going to transphobia as well. Like I'm the Apollo comment for me. What was the most disturbing? Yes, it was weird. She made that comment, but also she's a Housewives fan, which I don't like. I don't like to know that our Housewives watch Housewives and are making weird comments. I right. (laughs) That was weird. Totally. And then, yeah, she, so she issued the apology and then went on a live and Riley Knox, who's a trans woman who is, she's a Beyonce impersonator. She purposely kept being like him saying him, like trying to literally like, yeah, I'm, I'm open though. As far as the show, I -hmm. like what I, I like what I saw from Candace this week. I was team Candace this week. Now, the Beyonce, the Beyonce impersonator, not to go back to that, but is that the same person who approved Monique's song Drag Queens and she said she got a Beyonce impersonator to approve her song? Was that? I think, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, just curious. (laughs) (laughs) It's the small, it's the details, you know what I mean? Just need to add a few things up. Like, um, Sasha, I don't know if you know this, but if you'll remember, Monique said in that live that Gigi was the one to start all these rumors. And if you remember, Gigi from season two was her friend that she brought on that would like sit in her bedroom with her while she like folded Chris's laundry and like was at her party with her defending her against Giselle. Like this woman who was all on season two was the one who like allegedly started this whole she's cheating with the trainer thing. Oh, wow. Interesting. No, I didn't know that. Interesting. Which is which is why I'm just like this whole like ganging up on Candace about it. Right. It just feels very like like why are you mad at Candace of all people? Right. Like, you need to like, but whenever Sharice is in a room, you're running. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've yet to hear anything about you doing anything or saying anything about Gigi. So it's just kind of like the Candace just feels like you're picking on her because she's kind of an easy target. She has her issues with, you know, her mom and that kind of, you know, transfers into her relationship with women, especially older women. Mm-hmm. And she's reactive. So as soon as you say you do a hint of something and she's going to give you like. Yeah, even at the uh, baby shower, how like when they were arguing, how Giselle and Robin jumped in in the argument, too. It's like, just shut up. Uh, don't don't get in the argument. Yeah, I would have left, too. I don't blame Candace for leaving. I'm like, I'm not here for this bullshit. But then they try to dog her for leaving, and then and, and then, then Monique, Monique did the, did the same thing. thing because it was time to talk to Sharice, and she started running like she does all the time. Yeah, if I were only watching the show exclusively based off of this episode, I would have been Team Candace. We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. Wow, sure. I didn't I didn't realize she was canceling herself and trying to be the Stasi of Potomac. Jesus Christ! Yeah, she's she's <laughs> screwing herself over. Like people are like like because I'm really in the community, like not proud of it, but like I'm really like <laughs> in the Bravo mania, and everyone is like what pretty much wash their hand their hands of her. I mean, it's Bravo. You can't be homophobic and transphobic. Right, it's just not gonna work. That's exactly. not a good look. That is not a fucking good look. At all, and and at the very least, you're not even apologetic. Like, come on. I know. Yeah, <sighs> that's pretty. Didn't yikes. know that. Well, so we'll see how it unfolds. Yeah, not to end on a 
dark note there, but uh, Sasha. <laughs> now, Sasha, at this point, we call it Bravo Thoughts and Housekeeping. Do you have any just Bravo thoughts you feel like you need to get off your chest? Anything you need to say? It could be BH New York, Potomac, Below Deck, anything. Well, I'm excited about the news that just broke that Garcelle is going to be a host on The Real. Did you guys hear? No, I didn't know that. She's going to be a host on The Real. Oh, so, is she coming back? Is she coming back next season? Do you think? I don't know. I don't know if she can do both. I mean, I would assume that her schedule would be really busy because they, you know, they shoot the real year round and it's every day. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how she would have time to do both. But I, I don't know. Maybe I'm sure she can. She will because the exposure, I'm sure, doesn't hurt. But Tamara Mori is leaving the show, so she's replacing her. Oh, okay, okay. That so sense. that's exciting news. Um, I am Team Hannah on Below Deck. The I, only team to be on. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> she was wrong. She was irresponsible. She should have registered her drugs and had a prescription, but the way that it was handled was fucking ridiculous. So there's so that. Sandy kept she kept saying like this is maritime law, this is maritime law, which I don't disagree. I'm sure it is. Um I, honestly the whole the thing that bothered me about the whole situation was what's that girl's name? Malia? Yes, mm-hmm. Malia. Like kind of like pretending like she didn't know what was going oh, on. Like my everybody God. was like, oh, what happened? What happened? She's like, oh, you know, like, girl, you snitched on her, right? You took a picture and sent it to the captain, and then you had the nerve to ask her what's wrong. Like, like, this is like kind of like sociopathic behavior, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Super bizarre. And did you hear? I forgot. Like, I'm not a below deck head, so I can't say everyone's name or whatever. But someone who's worked with Malia in the past came forward and said, allegedly, she's a huge coke user. Oh wow! Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly, that coke again. Yeah, it gets yeah I, think I, saw, I think I saw. Uh, like Peter tweeted something about that, and then she yes. responded, was like saying that it's a lie. Who's going to respond and say, right. "Yeah, who's that's absolutely right. the truth." Exactly. Who's going to say, "Yeah, you know what, you're right." <laughs> Thanks for letting everyone know. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I'm just saying you work on super yachts. I'm sure you come across some stuff. Absolutely. Allegedly. Absolutely. <laughs> and I wonder how many drugs allegedly the guests bring on, like the charter guests, because I'm sure they're not a very sober bunch, any of them, really. Oh, no way. No way. So it's drugs <laughs> on board all the time, I think. I think so, too. I think so. Yeah. Especially people that have money like that. Yeah. That's the, co- that's the co- crowd for sure. Right. But it is different if you are the employee. I get that. Um, so I think the five milligram volume is really going to like take her over the edge where she can't do her job? No. No. <laughs> where Sandy no. said, she what has. if she overdoses? What if she overdoses? Get out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, she would literally have to take the whole pack at the same time. And then that would be beyond an overdose. That would be intentional. And we'd have to talk about that as a separate issue. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of didn't like it because they were also saying, like, Sandy was like, you know, you know, just unpredictable, you know, an anxiety attack. I'm like, damn, like, I get fired for having an anxiety attack. Like, <laughs> quote, unquote, freaking I mean, out. Like I, yeah, yeah, freaking I out. I, do, I feel like that's a lawsuit. I don't know. I feel like I have a condition and you're saying, like, I get fired for that. Wouldn't anybody be kind of anxious in this kind of situation? Right. Know. Right, on the heels of fucking Nico's whole career over? Yeah, she had an anxiety attack. <laughs> I mean, whatever. 
Poor Kiko. Oh my gosh. Poor Kiko. Poor Kiko. Kiko. He did one domino brownie and (laughs) (laughs) I love when they show that plate of chicken tenders, the heaping plate of chicken tenders he made. I love that. It was sad. No, because he did he did fried chicken tenders and fried sea bass. Oh, that poor thing. Poor thing. Yeah, very poor thing. And um, the only other note I really want to make in terms of Bravo thoughts is I'm so excited that Beverly Hills is finally coming to an end that (laughs) we could put this season behind us and maybe move to a brighter future. Now, I'm very hesitant to say brighter future when it comes to Beverly Hills. I've been waiting years for that, but something's got to give. It's it's enough is enough. It's run its course. Like, I the, the the first breakdown that I made of the season premiere, I was so excited. I was mm. like, "Oh my gosh, we're finally done with Puppygate!" One of my followers was like, "We went from Puppygate to Pussygate." <laughs> <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, and I'm like, "Y'all literally did the same damn thing that y'all did last season. Made us it's just somewhere, and it went nowhere." Right. It's just so annoying because it's like everyone keeps saying like, "Oh, it doesn't matter that she slept with her," but then we keep talking about it. I'm like, "Well." Either it doesn't matter or it does, and it right. shouldn't. It's none of your business. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's just so bizarre. Teddy's only harping on it because allegedly she said that she didn't like her. Well, it's not even alleged. Honestly, she probably did say it. She did. <laughs> she definitely said she didn't like her. Well, I'm like, Teddy's like, likable. So you're not a likable person. I mean, and you know that. You've heard that multiple times from different people via the show. I'm glad she's leaving too. She's leaving the show? Yes. Yes. <gasps> Okay, you can go on her Twitter, her Twitter page. She like did like a, she like wrote like a little post about like why she's leaving, kind of. No, there but. was a, she put out a tweet and then it was fake, and then she did another tweet and said, "Oh, ah. that was fake. Her page got hacked." <gasps> yeah, she put out another tweet saying that it was a fake and somebody photoshopped it, and she's not going anywhere. <gasps> ah, Sasha, yes. you just yes. broke a heart. Yes. You yeah, ruined it was all over Instagram. She literally <laughs> screenshotted it and was like, this is photoshopped. I'm not going anywhere, but nice try. My night is ruined. <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh my gosh. I have to go to the bathroom and cope with this. I, I am so freaking pissed. And then one of my one of the other Bravo pages, he was like, oh, y'all really thought that was Teddy? How cute. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. she's not going anywhere. She's not going anywhere. She lives up Kyle's ass. She just got a, a house next door to Kyle. She's not going anywhere. Oh no. <gasps> oh no. Yeah. Oh, so get comfortable no. with Teddy. No, no. It'll um, never end. Oh. Never. So who do you so, so it's Teddy and Kyle next season? Are they keeping everyone else too at this point? Why not? If you're gonna keep I mean, doing the same shit. At this point, unless Garcelle leaves and then they bring on someone else. I I, I don't know if they're gonna give Sutton a diamond. I hope not. Can we bring back Camille? I would like, love that. I would absolutely I love, love that. I love People don't She's like her, but I like her. I don't care. Whatever. I know, Y'all I like Teddy? Her. I mean, we're not working with much material here, okay? Yeah. Some other people. Exactly. And she's, like, not likable in the way that I like. Like, a Giselle is frustrating to me, but Camille is like, I don't like her, and that makes me like her. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I totally agree with that. Breaking news! It's not really breaking. It happened three days ago, but here it is. It's the fact that Southern Charm, like, well, Bravo, has removed certain episodes of Southern Charm in light of this BLM movement as if it just started, you know, this year um, for (laughs) racial insensitivity. Is it about time they did it? Do you think it's just like 
a cheap move of Bravo to just like be in the moment, make headlines kind of where do you all land on this move? I think it's about time and, and a cheap move. Yeah. It's just yeah. like really y'all just realize that you shouldn't be showing plantation tours on television. It's about time. It's a cover our ass move. And it's really shocking to nobody that the show called Southern Charm had some racist moments. I mean, right. Man. And Shep is one of the most disgusting human beings that's ever been on Bravo. <laughs> Let's get that disgusting. out the way. Disgusting. Ugh, it offends me. It truly offends me that this show has been on like for this long and it's like, let's end the show. The, sh- the premise of the show was a little racist from the beginning. How about let's just cut it where it is right now. It already happened. Keep New Orleans on because that's at least an integrated cast. And that's it. We don't need it. We, we're, we don't need it. It's not, it's, it's just not appropriate for the climate right now. Like it just, it doesn't belong in the space. It's like, just let it go. It had, it's right. running worse. Right. There's nothing going on down there that I feel like I need to know or want to know. Yeah, I think we've gotten all we can get out of those people. They've given us a lot of story and it can't get much worse. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, um, yeah, and I don't know if you all heard that um, Andy was talking about that New York is going to do some cash shakeups next season um, and hopefully bring some diversity in. Who do you think is going to go to make room for the new people slash the diversity they're trying to bring in i don't know i hope i hope dorinda but i don't know because i'm like are they really gonna like let ramona go you think they're really gonna do it the longest standing housewife ever you think it's that time you think they're gonna do it vicky had her day so ramona has to have hers too eventually i don't know I just feel like, just as I feel like Southern Charm, I feel like we've gotten all we can get out of Ramona. It's the same storyline every season. Her friends hate her because she's a horrible person. <laughs> yep, and, she, yep. and she's a horrible person, and she treats staff terribly. And, and how many times are we going to watch her shit on the floor and treat staff terribly and have fake tits and then, like, be rude to people? I, I, I don't know how much longer I can watch that. And I just can't imagine her even interacting with a person of color. Like, I feel like yeah. she's going to be so racist and inappropriate that it's going to cause a lot of problems. I don't even think they'll be able to air it if, if she's on there with a black. I can just see her saying some ignorant-ass racist shit like, immediately, like as soon as she opens her mouth. I just feel like the whole Roni cast, honestly, would be kind of problematic, except for maybe Leah. And so even she has a tricky past. <laughs> right. Um, so I don't, I don't really know. But I do want to ask before you know we get cut off, <laughs> because it cuts us off at like two hours. We didn't ask at the top, but what's your favorite and what's your least favorite franchise? My favorite franchise is Atlanta. Okay. Okay. My least favorite franchise is Dallas. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and okay. Just- and then going with your favorite franchise, so it's Atlanta. What's your favorite moment or favorite season from that franchise? Oh my gosh. I don't, I, I could never. There's so many <laughs> moments. I love this. I, I loved whenever Nene and Kim were like, besties and then i loved also when they were beefing mm. but they were like my favorite mm. like I, I i thought they were so fun when they were actually friends but i also thought it was fun, hilarious when they would fight and uh, the wig pulling with sheree uh, and just i love it. it she shifted it she shifted it, it. She <laughs> it. <laughs> i mean atlanta has given us so much uh the trip to anguilla when claudia jordan and nini <gasps> went at it for like fucking 30 minutes love that <laughs> love that there's and then they need the night they had like that slumber party. All the all oh the my iconic, I mean, iconic. 
she was allegedly on some yeah. good old ass too. <laughs> oh, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Oh wow, you're absolutely correct. And then kind of tell us about your Bravo history. What's the did you start with Atlanta and then kind of like what year and then kind of how did you get into all of them? What came next? All that. So Atlanta was first. I only watched Atlanta for the longest and I got it started getting into only Atlanta. And then I st- started listening to Bitch, Bitch Sesh actually, actually like four mm-hmm. or five years ago. And then I would listen to the segment when they were talking about Atlanta. And then I was going to just like fast forward and they started talking about Sonia and all these Roni girls and stuff. I was like, oh, my God, this sounds hilarious. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started watching Roni. So okay. then I basically jumped on the Roni t- train for maybe four years ago. And then I just binged everything. So I binged Roni, Jersey, Orange County, and Beverly Hills, like all back to back within the past four or five years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So the only one that I've been watching since the very beginning is Atlanta. Okay. And when you were, you say like the very beginning, were you literally season one with Atlanta? Oh, yes. Season one. Season one. Okay. I remember it like it was yesterday. I could not believe that 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 that, that uh, Kim was wearing that t- that wig on television. I couldn't believe it. Classic wig. I couldn't. I was like, oh my god, there's really someone that exists that is wearing this on national television, and it's not a joke. She's not dressed up. This is her day to. This is her daily. Wig. I couldn't believe it. The plastic when, wig and the chain smoking. That's what I'm wig. saying. Like <laughs> drinking the wine out of the red solo cup with the with the huge fake tits. That's when they used to be like ginormous. And the plastic oh, wig uh, and I the big papa, him. all of that. All of it. Big papa. <laughs> <laughs> and she was so young. She wasn't even thirty. Exactly. Right. How? How? I that's what always girl. got me. I'm like, this woman is so young, and she looks like she's forty five. <laughs> Definitely like forty three if any day. Like, come For on, sure. give it That's up. She looks young now, but or maybe she just looks her age. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, which it is. Thanks to surgery. Yeah, she did age a little backwards. Yeah, sponsored by plastic. Right. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, I guess that's kind of the end of that. Sasha, do you want to tell the people where they can find you? I'm. They already are following you. Let them know where they can find you. Tell them your gig. All of that. Yes, you can find me at The Bravo Breakdown on Instagram. I post one breakdown every week of whatever show I feel like it. Right now, it's been Potomac and Beverly Hills. But then I also break down one show exclusively on my Patreon. And my Patreon is $5 a month or like $1.20 a week. And that really helps me a lot because the videos are like hours and hours of editing. So that gives me like, you know, a space to for my followers to be able to like support me and help me to be able to have the the freedom to continue to make more content. So I have my Patreon. So that's patreon.com slash the Bravo Breakdown. And then I'm on Instagram at the Bravo Breakdown. Amazing. And we just just a note, your editing is insane. Like, oh, my gosh oh thank you so much it's a fucking bitch like i seriously every time i finish editing one i'm like i'm i, I literally hate myself <laughs> how I'm long does like, it take you for an app eight to oh. ten hours yeah yeah because it's, no, it's so deep, like it's so detailed yeah when you're trying to comb through it it takes a while it really does. Like, does editing like professionally i'm like jesus like i don't know how you can like it's the worst because you watch it and then you take the notes and then you go back through and then you pick all of the clips out and then you go and get the clips mm-hmm. and then you film it just yourself talking and then you edit in all the clips weaved in between yourself talking and then cut it down from an hour that i've actually recorded and cut that down to like 15 minutes 
But eventually, I mean, I don't want to do this forever. It's not sustainable. Like I was, I was talking to a friend of mine. I was like, the amount of work that I'm doing is not sustainable. If I had another job, like if I had, yeah. if I was working, I would never be able to put out two videos a week like I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to put out as much content as I can while I have the free time, and then just see what goes from there. Well, you're doing sweetie. amazing, sweetie. Well, thank you so much, and you guys are amazing. Thank you, and thank, thank you, you for coming on the pod for having me it was so much fun yes thank you any day any day yes okay yes right okay all right all righty i will see y'all on the gram all right bye girl bye take care bye Bye. thank you